Hello and welcome to episode 45 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Today is all about one-on-ones. So whether you've never done a one-on-one before or you've been doing them for years, now is a great time to reflect on the concept of one-on-ones and design them to fit your team's needs. I talk about why they're important, the overall flow and process I recommend, and some pro tips to making them productive. I also want to highlight a special offer from last week's guest, Amy Bourne, who talked about how to use a coaching approach with your team members in episode 44. Amy has offered a private coaching session to one member of the Modern Manager community. I'll select one person at random on April 24th, 2019. To get your name in the ring, you just need to become a member on Patreon by midnight Eastern time, April 23rd. The link is in the show notes, and stay tuned at the end of the episode for more information about becoming a member on Patreon. Now here's the show. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. If you think about a manager's job as enabling their team members to achieve their goals, it gives you a little bit of a different perspective about what's important. In order for us to make sure that our team members achieve their goals, we're going to need a number of tools and strategies to help us support them. And one-on-ones are one of those tools. You don't need a fancy or robust performance management program to use one-on-ones. They are simply a specific type of meeting that enables you to connect with each person on your team on a regular basis. But what makes these meetings so special is that they're about the person, not the work. It's easy to feel satisfied that we're doing our jobs as managers because we're connected to the work through a variety of communication methods. We get email updates and we chat about work on Slack. We go to meetings about the work and we check in on project management tools. The work is always happening and we're continually looking for ways to stay updated on where it's at. But being on top of the work and supporting the people doing the work are really two different things. Of course, they're linked, but typically, we're really consistent at the former and not so intentional about the latter. One-on-ones are about the person, their performance and growth. This is the opportunity to invest in your relationship and build trust with each person individually. The ultimate goal of the one-on-one meeting is to help the employee succeed. Remember, as a manager, if they succeed, you succeed. So while it may seem easy to skip these meetings when schedules fill up or not have them at all because no one is banging at your door for them, they can actually be some of the most important meetings you have each month. Consider them an investment in making the other 159 hours or so each month even more effective. One-on-ones have shown to save time and energy and increase employee engagement and raise the quality of work and other really positive outcomes. In the end, it's a small investment with really high potential impact. So here's the roadmap that I suggest you use for your one-on-ones. Start with relationship building. I am definitely guilty of occasionally glossing over this part, especially with colleagues that I see regularly, but don't do it. For me, a quick hello, how is your day, and I am generally good to go. But for many other people, that is not enough. So use the first part of the meeting to just talk to each other. How was your family? How was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? What plans do you have for the upcoming holidays? You can ask these questions and more generic questions or more specific ones. 
If you know someone loves sports, ask how their team did in the last game. And if you know their kids had a dance recital, ask how the performance was. It usually helps to open up and share about your own life too. You don't need to pry, and you definitely don't want to make them or yourself uncomfortable. So if you prefer to have your private life kept private, or that's what they want, that's fine. Just try to find some other common ground on non-work topics, like what books you're reading, or films you've seen, or restaurants you've tried recently. After a few minutes of sharing, transition into performance. And when I say performance, I'm referring both to their behaviors and the results they're achieving. How they are performing is just as, if not more important, than what they are achieving, because great performance typically leads to great results. This topic really has a few different facets to it. First, it's an opportunity for them to reflect on themselves, to develop that regular practice of self-awareness. How do they think they've been doing? What are they doing well? Where have they grown? What are they struggling with? It's a time for them to think about themselves. Second, it's a chance for you to share your thoughts on those same areas. What do you see as their successes? A chance for you to offer praise and positive feedback and identify areas where you believe they need to improve. Now, ideally, you've been giving positive and critical feedback in real time. But in case you haven't, and even if you have, this is a chance to say it again. You can offer praise for the things they've done really well and where you've seen growth and improvement and show gratitude for the things that they do consistently well that you want to reinforce. And it's so important to point out the places where they've grown, which means that you need to pay attention so that you can comment on those things. Whenever you give feedback, positive or critical, it's so important to be specific, to talk about what the behavior was and the impact, the positive or negative. Check out episode nine, Show Meaningful and Authentic Appreciation, for more about how to give praise and appreciation in general. And check out episode 24, Dealing with Difficult Employees with Chris Plackey, and episode 32, Give and Receive Better Feedback with Roble Curse, for some guidance on giving feedback. When you're thinking about that critical feedback, of course, hopefully you've been giving it in real time. But again, even if you have or haven't, this is another time to talk about your expectations for them and their role and what it means to be a member of the team and part of the organization and anywhere they might be falling short. It can also be future thinking in terms of what they need to develop in order to advance in their career. I find it's helpful to have a conversation every six months or so about where they see themselves headed. This gives you a heads up on what's important to them, when they might be outgrowing their current role and ready for some stretch, and what internal opportunities might be a good fit for them. It also helps you both identify areas of growth and stretch that they will need to develop in order to advance so that when you do have that conversation about their future and their career pathing, it doesn't come as a surprise when you tell them they need to develop certain skills or that you didn't even know that's what they were interested in. Again, the purpose of them identifying areas of their own struggle and for you to give them feedback on critical areas of improvement is not to point out what's going wrong or show weaknesses but to use it as the starting point for what comes next. And you absolutely want to be sure that they leave the meeting with the next step, knowing exactly what they're going to do to begin that growth process. As an example, one of my coaching clients was struggling to get her direct report to meet deadlines. So we discussed how to approach this conversation and some potential solutions. Then she met with her direct report, and together they came to the agreement that they'd use a tracking spreadsheet to break down the larger goal into milestones and critical action items with due dates. Step one walking out of that meeting was for the direct report to create a first version of this tracking spreadsheet and share it with her manager. 
Without knowing exactly what that next step is, when you just stop at the decision, we're going to use a tracking spreadsheet, it leaves too many loose ends, too much ambiguity. And when you're talking about someone's performance, their behavior, or things that need to change, it's not that easy, right? We don't just wake up and know how to be different the next day. So having that first action step, that thing I'm going to wake up and work on tomorrow, knowing exactly what I'm going to do to move forward is so critical. So what comes next could be that tracking spreadsheet, or it could be finding a book or a workshop on the topic, or finding a mentor. It may be developing some other new way of working or trying out an app, or even a behavioral signal. Like when I noticed you're talking too much in our meetings, I'm going to point it out with a head nod so you can become more self-aware and start to regulate your own comments. Whatever it is, you and your colleagues should agree on it together. And in the vast majority of cases, you should not be telling them what to do, but instead supporting them to decide and make that change. As you get into a rhythm of meeting regularly for these one-on-ones, you can start to incorporate growth goals or areas of focus into your performance conversations. This creates an element of accountability on making change. You'll check in on progress from the last meeting, whatever they decided to work on, how have they improved, what new approaches do they want to try, and how you can help them on that journey. And then for any new area of growth, you can brainstorm together how they might approach it and how you can support them. It's usually good to have no more than two growth goals at a time. One is even better. So all of that was about performance. And now the third piece of the meeting is around removing roadblocks. Again, hopefully this is happening real time, but it's helpful to have a regular practice of reflecting on any roadblocks, any challenges, any frustrations with colleagues or projects that you might be able to help with as the manager. Asking questions like, what's going on that you'd like to problem solve with me? Or what else is on your mind that I might be able to help you with? Can help open up their thinking. You can also ask about something specific. How's it going with a specific colleague? If they've got everything they need for a new project that kicked off or what feedback they have about a new process the team is experimenting with. This is also a good time for you to ask what you can do differently as their manager. How might I better support you going forward? Is there anything I can do differently to make you more successful? Trust me, if you don't ask, you will never know what you're doing or not doing that isn't working for them. And even when you do ask, at first, you might not get any responses, and that's okay. But keep asking every meeting anyways. You might find it more comfortable to role model the process of setting a growth goal and working towards it. For example, I personally am working on my own ability to address conflict head on. It's not that I avoid conflict, but my default approach is to pick your battles. I think about the practicalities of raising the conflict versus working around it. And sometimes this is great, but other times it just delays the inevitable and slows down progress. So with this example, I asked my team members, How am I doing in addressing conflict? Have you noticed any times over the past few weeks where you wish I would have stepped in or stepped up? Do you have any tips for me on how I could approach conflict more productively? It's okay if they don't have anything to say, but if they do give you feedback, say thank you, even if you don't agree with it. Same goes if they give you any suggestions for how you can help them. Do your best to follow through. If you need to be more communicative about changes, put a sticky note on your monitor as a visual reminder. If they say they would really love to have more time with you regularly, figure out what that looks like. Maybe it's scheduling a 15-minute check-in each week or a daily Slack update. Same goes for removing roadblocks in work. If they need you to encourage upper management to make a decision, do that. 
If they need you to speak with another team member who's missing deadlines and holding up work, do that. It is so important to show that you are serious about supporting them. And if they raise something that you're not sure how to address, that's also okay. You don't have to overpromise. Let them know you need to think about this one or that you need to gather more information and then follow up once you've had time to do so. The final phase of the meeting is recapping the next steps. What are they going to do and what are you going to do to move this work forward? This brings a sense of closure and accomplishment to the meeting. Try asking, what are the action steps we need to take to move forward with what we've discussed today? If you haven't yet checked in on action steps from your previous one-on-ones, use this recap time to revisit those open action items and figure out any next steps that are more appropriate given any constraints and other priorities that could have been holding them up. Alrighty, that is the process. Now, before we wrap up, there are still a couple other comments I want to make about how to make your one-on-ones really productive. There is no ideal amount of time or frequency to one-on-ones. Most people seem to like one hour every month, and it's a good starting point. You can always decide to shift to every other month or every six weeks if it feels like it's too frequent, or adjust the time after a few sessions if you notice that you're consistently running over or ending early. A few other things to think about. Number one, every element of the agenda starts with you asking them questions. How are you? What's been going well for you? What are you excited about? What are you struggling with? How can I help you? What are the next steps? Of course, you are going to have input and important things to share, especially with a colleague who is underperforming. But in these meetings, I've often found that they are way more productive and enjoyable when the other person is doing that self-reflecting and you're either reinforcing what they're saying or enhancing it. All right, number two, position the one-on-one as their meeting. It's all about their success and how you can help them. So they need to own it and come prepared to share and ask for help. You can suggest a standing agenda with a few key questions for them to reflect on, which then they can update before each meeting with whatever details or issues that are important at that moment in time. But this is their meeting and it should be driven by them. Number three, take it seriously and come prepared. Yes, it's their meeting, as I just said, but you need to show that you are invested and walking in without having prepared yourself will not give them confidence. So write yourself notes during the month. Help your future self be prepared by keeping track of the things you want to mention in your upcoming one-on-one. Maybe have a page in your notebook for each person on your team or have a document for each person that's easily accessible. And don't forget to refer to notes from your previous one-on-one meetings. There'll be lots of good stuff in there too. Which brings me to number four have a written recap of the conversation. Either agree at the start of the meeting who is going to take notes or use those last few minutes during the verbal recap to type up highlights together and any next steps. Make sure you and the other person have access to these notes so that you can both reference them in the future. One final reminder, a short one-on-one is better than no one-on-one. I mentioned this earlier, but I'll say it again. When time gets crunched, Don't cancel or reschedule your one-on-one for three weeks later. Just have a 15-minute check-in instead of an hour if you need. Acknowledge that it's not ideal, but you want to make sure that they have what they need from you because what's most important is that they feel supported. To help you introduce one-on-ones into your management practice or to revamp your existing one-on-ones, check out this week's free mini-guide. It's the agenda template I use with my colleagues for one-on-ones and the one that I give to my clients. Go to mamieks.com slash miniguides to get it. Or if you're a subscriber to my newsletter, it is already in your inbox. 
The full guide for this episode contains a preparation guide for both the manager and the team member, so you can each come prepared for a productive conversation. To get the full guide and a chance for a private coaching session with last week's guest, Amy Bourne, go to patreon.com slash modernmanager. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash modernmanager. Thanks as always for listening. If you have feedback on how I can improve the show or you want to work with me on enhancing your management skills, please be in touch. You can find me on LinkedIn or email me at mamie at mamieks.com. All of those links are in the show notes, and I would really love to hear from you. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T. EOR.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.